Greetings. So, the last time we spoke, I had just graduated a certified young leader from the program I've kept mentioning. I've mentioned it so many times since we started. But it was really a touch and go. No, a short and sweet note. You read my note and you came with me. And you came to me with congratulations. And it passed. In podcasting, they tell you, like with all other digital content, that consistency is key. That if you go away too long, the people forget you, they move on and they replace you with someone else. But as I sit here and think about this, though I understand, and to some extent it could be true, I disagree. With authors and musicians and poets and films, we wait. They they come out with work and then they go away and, well, then we wait. And we know that they've gone to create something stunning, something wonderful that will fill us and satisfy us. And I identify with that cycle of work more deeply. I think podcasting should be more art than content. And that's why I went away. The pace of life picked up and I got overwhelmed. Too many things were going on. And much as I like to say that that's all, it wasn't. Something else was going on. And well, this podcast is built on process. So I guess... We're talking about it. I watched two people that I knew, know, still know them, start podcasting. And I celebrated with the inaugural listen. I gave them live commentary in one of their inboxes and I said a hearty thank you in another. And I shared on my status and on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. And there was something about listening to them help present they felt and how energized their voices were and how vivid my imagination was while I listened to them you know like like going on a trip and I wondered about my work about where you go when you listen I wonder whether I seemed distracted to you I seemed distracted to me I wondered how often my voice gave way to my fading passion I watched passionate people and noticed my dwindling fire. I heard creative flow and recognized my stagnance. And yes, that's a word. So I took a trip to the bottom. A while back, I talked to you guys about remembering where you started. That was like around the time when we were talking about external and internal validation and their effect on motivation. Do you remember? If you don't remember, the archives... The archives are there. And true to process, after dealing with, at least at this point, the whole issue of validation, here we are um, with the motivation one. And I don't think this will be the last time. Why I started this podcast, to be specific? Well, I started this podcast because I had once been the person that wanted to get into a program and missed the opportunity once and again and again. I'd been hurt by missing out and felt like my very real leadership story that was unfolding through the opportunities that I had, of which I had many, was not worth much because, well, I didn't get in. That's kind of how you feel when you're left out. So I started this so that anyone who doesn't get in, anyone who never even wants to get in, gets this. I started... Because I wanted, I wanted that kind of access to this really high quality, high intensity training to be available to more people because I thought more people would benefit from it. 
and I had started to lose sight or rather the precision of that sight of that initial vision you know sometimes things get fuzzy like you can see but they get fuzzy and it showed at least I saw it the interesting thing about that loss of motivation um is that it puts you in rote repetition. You know, you're on a schedule because you should be on a schedule, but you feel the presence and the agency of creative work almost like the last drops of water in your shower or on your tap. You feel the drops, you hear them, you see them, and then you know almost with precision the precise moment when it goes off and the top uh, tap shower head is dry. And that's what happened. When we finished season two, I was out and it took a break for me to feel that, to notice the moments when obligation took over joy. And though discipline got the job done, it was the joy that made it a present, playful, pleasurable work. Now, I know what you're thinking. Judy, no one ever has joy all the time. Sometimes you just get by and you get the job done. And I agree with you. But honestly... I don't think that's what any one of us wants with a passion project, not with your writing, your cooking, your painting, your traveling, your drawing, your singing, dancing, swimming, running, exercising, knitting, gardening, and for me, not with podcasting, not with the things that you started for love. We do those things because, well, for the sake of it, and you want those things to stay full of joy and flow. So I went in start of joy again. And I've come back to tell you about my search. Somewhere at the bottom, think bucket once you've drained out the laundry water, the dishes, where you find the coins and the metal, you know, the heavy stuff that often sinks to the bottom. I found out that I handled our meetings like I was just getting the job done. You came and I sat. You came, I sat, and then I avoided what you came for. I didn't want to be the intense one who you avoided. I wanted to be the one that you always thought of when you had extra time on your hands or when you had a few minutes that you could just listen to me. When we met, I told you what I was thinking, what I was interested in and and where you and I would be in this whole thing. I still believe that wholeheartedly. I still believe that this is completely about process. But with time, I've come to believe that method is just as important the conversation we have is deliberate. It's why I may not come to mind when you have 10 minutes. Because you are on a path and I want to help. I used to listen and then I would share. But sitting back now, I feel like there's more that I could have done. More so that when you are back in your team on a Tuesday or on Thursday afternoon in that meeting and you can't see the end of it, you are able to see the room more clearly. You can see the people in the room. You can see yourself in the room, no matter what room it is, whether you're by yourself trying to start something or you're somewhere else where something is started and you're simply participating. That's where my pocket of passion is. I want to see you become something. So I went away. And in reconceptualizing why you give me your time, why you come to sit with me weekly, and why when, when you can't make it, you make plans. I see you making plans with me. I recognize the chance, and I recognize the trust, and I recognize the responsibility, and I really want to honor that. So I went away, and I got friends. 
I got people that knew what we did here, people that knew that we met every week, people that believed that our time was important, people that believed that I could do better. And we talked and we dreamt and we made plans so that I could make that commitment more worthwhile for you. So I'm back with friends and a clearer vision of you. I wear glasses, so it's like I had put down my glasses and now I'm wearing them again. So I don't sound distracted when you come to meet me. So that I sound focused and I've been thinking about you and it comes across. So it was only a matter of time before you started to hate it anyway. The imprecision and the lack of passion, those things come across and it was really only a matter of time. But before I lost you, I went away and I came back. And now I have help and I have accountability and our small community is growing. You you have that look in your eye like something is wrong. Nothing is wrong. I'm okay. In fact, I'm happy, just calm and sober. This was a sobering experience. Excited even to be back. So relax. I'm just being aware of you, of us, of our time and how we spend it. Okay? So I'll see you next Saturday. We have lots and lots and lots of catching up to do.